Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. As someone who spends a lot of time, literally hours, just researching this stuff, engaging with the community, interacting on Twitter, searching different topics... I come across a lot of information, and it's easy for me to assume that everyone really understands what's going on in the space as far as what NFTs are and the value of them. However, every now and then I see something or hear something that could not be further from the case, and a lot of times it's easy for me to just dismiss this as someone who just doesn't understand it. They're just talking without doing their research. However, I think it is our responsibility to really educate the people that are not inside of the NFT space as yet, because I truly believe everyone will eventually end up here, whether it is that they're purchasing things at retail or they're collecting things or they're doing transactions with businesses. All of this stuff is going on the blockchain and and one form or another, it's going to be in an NFT because it is a non-fungible token, meaning that it can track the uniqueness, it can verify, it can authenticate and do all sorts of different things that right now we're doing manually and there's lots of loopholes for hacks and different people to make fraudulent transactions and bootleg merchandise, if you will, all sorts of different things. And NFTs help to alleviate some of this pain. However, people don't understand that yet. So we have to be patient with them, but also be willing to educate them. And yesterday, I came across a tweet that really shows how much of an infancy this space is. We just don't really understand uh, generally the sentiments that are outside of this community. And this tweet reads, oh, great. It looks like some streamers I thought I had respect for are dipping into NFTs. Yeah, no chance. Easy block. That's a pyramid scheme. BS, of course, editing there has no place in my space. Right. So this person is under the impression that NFTs are pyramid schemes. So that is very easy to miss, dismiss and, you know, brush that person off as being ignorant and silly. However, he or she has a real sentiment, really believes what they're saying. And not just that, there are five retweets, 218 likes and comments ranging from harming the environment for their own personal financial gain. Nah, different things like that. People are literally jumping on the bandwagon and supporting this stuff. And some people are saying, no, I don't like this blank and so forth. You know, people are really just uh, jumping on that. And this is just one tweet, one person. However, if I just dismiss this, I, of course, I just left a short comment for anyone that does want to read it, what have you. Uh, I'm not trying to convince anyone that's different, but I'll just read actually what I wrote. I wrote uh, to someone who actually uh, did some commenting and I just responded, sending NFTs on wax is like sending an email, but they still offset their emissions. So it is a carbon negative blockchain. There are others too. $5 might not be a big deal in the US, but in many countries, reselling free NFTs is literally feeding families, right? So I didn't have to take the time to make that response or share that comment with the person. And whether or not they accept it or if it goes over their head, I have no idea. The only person that actually <laughs> liked this was someone that was on the side of NFTs. So again, I don't know exactly uh, how much good that's going to do, but I do think that we should be open to have those conversations with various various people, that they might be lumping all blockchains together. They, they also don't even know. Of course, I'll just point it out. 
Ethereum is the one that really gets all of the blame and the knock for being the most harmful for the environment because it is energy intensive and what have you. But a few things that are not being considered are number one, the source of the electricity that is verifying all of that in the whole uh, blockchain system. The other thing that is also not being taken into consideration is what is actually happening with those profits? Where is that funds going? How are these things actually being used uh, by companies that are offsetting their emissions in one way or another? Or, uh, you know, there's just so many variables. So to take on all of that, it was just way too much for me. And it was was just way over my pay grade. So I just wanted to really address the fact that people think it's some sort of scam. Well, let's define what a Ponzi scheme is. First of all, a Ponzi scheme, generally speaking, or a pyramid scheme is using the money of the new people coming in to pay the original people that were first sold to. So let's say on day one, the scammer sells to 10 people and promises a certain amount of returns. Well, day two, those people bring in their friends and more friends come in and the returns that are being paid to the day one investors, if you will, are actually just the newer, the newcomers that are paying to get into the system so that money is being paid out and it looks like profits for the day one people. Now, of course, that's going to make the day one people more excited. They're going to share it with more people and it's going to advertise, broadcast, bring more people in, but there's really no generation of income. There is no business model. There is nothing. And all of the money flowing is the new people coming in to pay the people that were already in the system. So really who wins in this is, of course, the person who set up this Ponzi scheme. And it's actually named after a person. I believe his name was Charles Ponzi. And he set up this whole scheme. He went to jail and it all fell apart and he was deported and what have you. Uh, I think uh, this was back in, don't quote me, you can Google this if you want. I think it's the 1800s or early 1900s. I I just know this off the top of my head because I researched a lot of this stuff when the whole Bernie Madoff uh, scandal actually went, which by the way, was a Ponzi scheme. (laughs) So when it comes to this Ponzi scheme or a pyramid scheme, there is literally no product. There is no service. There is no goods being generated, no value added, and money is coming in and flowing out. And that's how the whole thing keeps going. And as soon as the number of people coming in is less than the payments that are going out, the whole thing falls apart. That's why they all fall apart is because eventually you run out of people to bring into the system and that's it. Now, a lot of times you'll hear this with uh, even certain companies, right? They pump up the stocks and they're saying, oh, this is just an amazing company and it crashes and falls apart. And then little investors that really didn't understand what the company was trying to accomplish or whatever it is, they'll say, oh, it was just a great scheme. It was a scam. It was a Ponzi scheme. And that's really not the case. It could have been fraudulent. However, a Ponzi scheme is, as I said, there is no products, no service. All the generation of the funds is literally by bringing other people in. And that is not the case with a failed business, because a lot of the times these failed businesses, whether they're corporations in the tech space or whatever it might be, these uh, tech ventures that are getting millions or even billion dollars of funding, they could just been bad ideas or not even a bad idea. It could have been a great idea, but it was ran by someone who was incapable of bringing that idea to life. So with these NFT projects, which are literally like startup companies, 
many times they if they fail, it's because their founder or whoever is on the team, they just did not have the skill set to actually build this thing out, roll this out. They might have had a solid plan on paper, but they have never executed, right? They have never started a business. They have never built a customer base, had a community to manage, marketing, all these different things. It takes a lot of skill sets to actually run one of these projects. And I think a lot of people that come into this space early really underestimate that. As much as I believe that I know about NFTs because I've been researching this stuff for, you know, almost a year at this point, which a lot of people might say, well, you know, I've been in it since uh, 2019 or whatever it is, 2018. And yes, those people know even more than I do. And I can guarantee you a lot of them don't have the skill set to actually run or launch a successful project. And in my case, I spend literally every single day in this stuff, researching this stuff. And when it came down to it, if I was supposed to launch a project today, I would need a team. I could not do it by myself. So a lot of people do not do that research, do not understand the fact that it takes so much to do this. So when they try and they fall flat on their face, that's not saying that they are a scammer or it was a Ponzi scheme. It was just that they just did not know what they were doing. If someone starts a restaurant or any other sort of local mom and pop pizza shop or bagel shop or t-shirt company, anything really, and they fail, they did not know how to hire staff. They did not know how to advertise. They did not know how to pay taxes, the budgets and all sorts of different things. And in a year or two, or even very quickly, they fail before that. They can't even pay their rent. So they have to vacate and shut everything down. People don't look at that and say that was a Ponzi scheme. That was just a failed business. So bringing it back to this whole NFT space and how we're supposed to respond to these people and understand or educate them, uh, because clearly they do not understand what is going on with the NFT space. And in this particular case, uh, the burden should be on that creator, because if I am a creator and I'm creating all of this stuff and I'm releasing it, the burden should be on me to explain to my audience exactly what this NFT is, why I'm releasing it, and what value it has. Certain NFTs do not have any utilities, and that's perfectly fine. It's just a piece of art. You know, when you go to a craft market or you go to a a vacation and you pick up a, a souvenir or something, it really has no utility beyond the fact that you get to look at it. And that's perfectly fine. There is nothing wrong with these uh, quote unquote fine art NFTs that have no utility. People don't look at art as being a Ponzi scheme. They look at art as something that they enjoy looking at, right? Or in some people, they actually see it as a long-term play that the artist is going to become popular or socially relevant and that piece of art is going to have value down the line. But generally speaking, they're not looking at it as this is what it can do for me at the moment. So bridging that gap and explaining to your audience, if you are a creator that's getting ready to release some NFTs or whatever it might be, I think is very important and is very key because there's a lot of misinformation in the space. And I'm talking about even mainstream media, CNBC, CNN, Fox News, all these different places, they do not understand what's going on. So if you step outside of crypto Twitter, if you step outside of all the the people in the know, if you will, that have been following this stuff, that have been listening to podcasts 
podcast such as this, which, you know, you yourself, you're going to get a very different picture of what's going on out there. And it's like play on words too, picture, right? People think it's just these pictures, money is going into it, making the people that are putting it out there rich. And it's just melting all the ice caps and killing the polar bears. And people are running off to the bank, you know, and uh, smiling like uh, some villain on Wall Street. Like that is the picture that is in a lot of people's heads. And it's just very easy to dismiss that. But I really and truly believe that it is our responsibility to educate the public. And in particular, if you're one who is launching a project, if you're a creator that is building an audience or something like that, before you even dip your foot into it, I would really uh, encourage you to fully understand all that it takes because once that one failed project or a bad experience goes into someone who is new, their first experience with this Web3 NFT stuff is just a catastrophic failure. What are they going to do? They're going to go to Twitter. They're going to tell all of their friends. They're going to go to Facebook and they're going to tell literally 10 times, if not 100 times more people than the people that are having the good experience, right? When I came in, I bought my first NFT in May. And honestly, I did not tell any of my friends about it. I just thought it was a very cool thing. I'm collecting it. And that was six months before I even launched a podcast, started really sharing with my family. Or um, I would say it was even about three months before I told my wife that I was into NFTs, because at that point, it was just a novelty for me. I was enjoying it. I saw the value of it. It was just like collecting Pokemon cards or anything else. And no one would ever say that Pokemon cards or a Ponzi scheme or Pokemon cards or are some sort of a environmental hazard because, OK, that is paper. You're chopping down trees to make that right. So to understand exactly how people are feeling, not dismissing their feelings with it and understanding that the people that are having the best experiences are normally keeping that to themselves and the people who are having the worst experiences are the ones who are broadcasting it. It's like we're swimming upstream and it's sort of like going to a restaurant, right? You go to a a McDonald's or a Subway or something. I'm just using those as like chain stores that are just all over the place, right? And you have that standard, eh, whatever, regular experience that's sort of what you expect from that brand. You know, you get your coffee and eh, it's okay. That is how it always is from that particular chain. So you don't really talk about it. But when you go there, they mess up your name. They mess up your order. They uh, give you some cold, soggy fries or they uh, put meat in it when you only wanted vegetables. What are you going to do? You're going to start broadcasting it and say you're going to tweet. You're going to Snapchat it. You're going to take a picture of it. You're going to put it all over Instagram and all these different things. That's what people naturally do. You go to the movie theater uh, a million times and see something. You don't say anything about it other than the movie was great. But the one time you go and the the, the cashier overcharges you and and puts too much oil on your uh, popcorn and you know it, you put that everywhere right that is just human nature so with that said i just really wanted to say uh, be patient with these people and eventually they will realize that no matter what they are interacting with nfts they're interacting with the blockchain they just don't know that yet But speaking of Twitter and all the positivity and everything that's going on uh, and educating in the space, I would love to know if you have any specific questions or anything that you would love for me to cover on this show. Because as I said, I spend literally hours researching all of this stuff that I, I could not possibly cover all of the information. So trying to pick out what would be the most helpful, the most beneficial, the most value to the show 
is sort of difficult on my part because I find everything interesting, right? So I'm trying to figure out uh, what the audience would like. And, you know, your feedback is greatly appreciated. So please tweet me at Tropic Vibes. You can see this contact information in the show notes. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, just please feel free to reach out to me. And as usual, I absolutely appreciate you spending this time with me and I will see you in the next one. Later, the Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.